Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode number 467. With over 50 million physical copies sold, this song is the best-selling single of all time. I believe we've talked about it on this podcast before, so you might get it. You're also a very big fan of this song. And I'll give you another hint. It's from a movie. What are your guesses, Heath? Everyone else, take a guess. stumped. I had no idea you were going to throw this question at me. I feel a lot of pressure. I'll give you another hint. (laughs) It's a Christmas song. Oh, White Christmas? White Christmas. Oh, I never would have guessed that. The second most famous song is by a UK artist for someone who tragically died early. Think about that, and I'll tell you. Oh, I know that one. End of the intro. I saw you on my way through. All right, Hath, you said you knew it. You were very, very excited. I think You're very everybody sure about it. should know it from those clues. You basically just gave okay. it away. I mean, Elton John for Princess Diana, Candle in the Wind. That's right. I mean, second place, 33 yeah. million copies. Wow. So, White Christmas and Candle in the Wind, two very top selling singles. <laughs> interesting. Of all time. Another fact about music, Ed Sheeran, when we talk about digital mm-hmm. copies sold, Ed Sheeran has three of the top 12 digital singles of all time, including number one. I don't know the name of any of his songs, but uh, it's number one by a long shot. What is it? I, I said I don't oh, know the name oh, of I, his I song. I thought maybe you had it written down. I mean, I, can, I have it right here. I really like Ed Sheeran. I mean, he, well... I guess we should talk about what we're going to be discussing. Ed Sheeran, in this Shape podcast. of You. Yeah, that is a good one. Okay. So, Ed Sheeran, three of the top 12 of all time. Which, that's, I mean, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. I don't have him on like my top 10 list, but I was just going to say that, you know, we have some honorable mentions that we will be discussing. And Ed Sheeran is just really fun. And my sister, Julie, and I like to listen to him a lot. I don't think you will. You don't even know any of his songs, but you I, would know I, that song if you heard it. Yes, I would know. Okay. I would know Ed Sheeran if I heard it. What we're, what we're talking about today, guys, is our <laughs> top song. So we're going a little off top topic from what we normally cover, but this came up because when we were driving down to North Carolina this last time, I just, it, I, I, I heard a song that I hadn't heard for a while and I thought, oh my gosh, I love this song. I love, every time it comes on, I get very excited listening to it. Wait, are you going to tell us what song that is? No. Is it on your list? It's on my list. Okay. And mm-hmm. so that happened and now it happened because I put it on. Like I asked <laughs> you to put it on, but it came into my head. You know, I hadn't heard it. I'm like, can you put this song on? I got really excited and I said, oh man, we should do a top 10 list of our favorite songs. And then I said, wait, 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 let's save it to the podcast. So here we are. And if you're coming to this podcast expecting like in-depth musical analysis, you're not going to find that. No, here. we are not musical experts. In fact, neither one of us can sing at, at all. all. It's horrible. Uh, I can play the piano a little bit, but it's been about 15 years and Trav plays no musical instruments. So yeah, we're not, we're gonna, not musical, but we like music. We like music. We're not going to tell you all oh, this is the best guitarist of all time. What I think will be fun about this list for us and, and for you guys listening is that it's a very eclectic list for me. There are a lot of genres I know nothing about, and I don't pretend to know anything about them. Like recent music, pop, you yeah, know. Yeah, I'm not really into recent music, rap. pop, not much into rap or hip-hop. Um, you know, we just like what we like. I'm the type of listener, and I'll ask you what type of listener you are, but when I like someone, 
I just listen to them a lot and I will usually just put on my favorite album from them and listen all the way through. So a lot of times I don't even know the names of the songs. I might not even know the names of the albums. I would say that on a scale of zero to a hundred, if a hundred was like someone who was fanatical about music, like their mm-hmm. life was all about music, kind of like ours is about travel. I would be like a 25 or 30. I enjoy listening to music, but I don't think to put on a lot. I'm not seeking out new artists actively, but when I find someone I like, like that's my jam. Yeah. And you, and you do listen to them. In fact, when I put an artist on, on the way down to North Carolina, just a couple of days ago, and I, just went to Spotify and I went to their page and you know, they have the top five songs. And so I just hit play the artist and Trav's like, no, excuse me, can you put it on this album? And I want to listen to it from the first song of the album all the way through. So that's the type of listener you are. You don't want to listen to like the top hits. You want to listen. If not always. If it's someone new, and this is why I do like Spotify and I'm sure the other music players do it. Um, if it's someone new, if you say, Oh, I've got this new artist, I'll then go and just put on their most popular. Cause I figure, okay, these are like the best or at least the most well-liked and that's fine. But if it's someone I know, I don't like Spotify mixing it up. I Maybe I'm a quote-unquote purist here. <laughs> I like listening to the album the way the artist put it together. I've found it fascinating being someone who has no musical background, never has played an instrument. The process of what songs come when is always fascinating to me. So if you guys are musicians and, and you have any knowledge on this, reach out, let us know. I I know there's a lot of thought given to it, but I don't know if there's a formula that a lot of people follow. I you know, I thought, oh, typically you'd put your best song first, you know, your number one single, but that's not always no, the case I think with people. It's a so. feeling that they have when they're compiling and composing their albums, like the way that they want it to flow and feel. I mean, that's what I would do at least. What type of listener are you then? If I'm the Listen to one artist a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and just can and like listen through their albums kind of front to back. What type of listener are you? I like to listen to, I like to listen to albums that way as well, but I get sick of them, I think, more. So then I like to put on a ra- the radio station of that artist so that I can get in other artists or new artists. So I, I very rarely will listen to a whole album. I mean, when they first come out, I will. Sure. You know, like Taylor Swift put out two albums last year, right? And the first one she put out, and we, we are Taylor Swift fans. I mean, we always have been. I know there's been a lot of like love and hate for Taylor Swift, but like when she put out her first album, I think it was called Folklore of last year. You and I listened to it from the beginning to the end but I probably wouldn't continue to do that I would then just pick out my favorite or put it on her top hits or do like a radio station yeah and I think it depends on the artist only people that I really love do I listen beginning to end but I only probably listen on a rotating basis to five or six different artists that's not to say some other artists aren't on my list but I just mean typically I'm listening when I'm doing work I think that matters too right when are you listening Mm -hmm. I don't typically just I'm not the type of person who puts on music all the time, right? Oh, that's I like, am that type of person. Yeah, that's like kind of my go-to. So for me, it's like when I'm doing work. So then that's a tip, uh, different type of music, which is usually for me, singer-songwriter, mellow, slower, um, chill music. And I would say that for me, I'm very lyrically heavy. I love being able to hear the lyrics because I think one of the reasons I like some of the songs that we're going to talk about 
are because it evoke the it evokes the same sensation travel does in me. Like it it transports me to a place. And what I realized when I was putting this list together is most of the songs are mention places or are about travel or kind of have to what I am taking it as is like a, a travel theme maybe. And yeah, so well, that's exactly I love lyrics. If I can't hear lyrics and I, I, I don't like that type of music. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. I actually have it written in my notes that the music evokes a feeling that I experienced when I was traveling, like this artist reminds me of this trip, mm. this time in my life, for example, like college, we listen to a lot of Jack Johnson, Pat McGee, G Love Special Sauce. Like those are the songs that remind me of college, especially Jack Johnson. And we lived in Japan. We listen to a lot of real estate, Vampire Weekend, The Black Keys, The Shins. I don't really listen. Maybe you did. I did. None of them ring a bell to well, me. Like real estate. I was like, is not... she changing the theme of this podcast? No, that's no. Band? That's a band. We listen to them. I mean, at least I listen to them a lot um, with our other friends in Japan. And, you know, when we've done certain road trips, there's always kind of one or two artists that I remember listening to on that road trip transports you to that place in time yeah i would agree with that and you just mentioned this and let's get into this there's a few artists that didn't make my cut that i'm shocked like if you had asked me hey your top 10 songs i would say well these people would be on my on my top 10 list but Mm -hmm. then they just for a variety i i think most of these actually the reason they didn't make my cut is i couldn't single out a song that i liked of theirs a lot more than some other songs. Okay. So I love them as artists, but they didn't make the list because I couldn't pinpoint one. Um, one of those is Amos Lee. Mm-hmm. He's probably one of my favorites. He is one of my favorite artists of all time. I couldn't pick the number one song. Now, if I'm thinking about it, like maybe Night Train, maybe Night mm-hmm. Train should How be on there. How about the song that we danced Sweet to Pea, at I our love. wedding? I love. Our but first dance. Yeah, Sweet Pea, I love. So <laughs> there's just a lot of amazing Amos Lee. He's one, and yesterday I actually put on his supply and demand, I think it's from mm-hmm. 2006, and listened to it all the way through. So Amos Lee, I love, didn't make the list. Really fun artist. Uh, two Taylors, James Taylor and Taylor Swift, very different styles. <laughs> but again, I love their music. Yes. But you could put on 10 songs from either of them and I'd be really excited. So I couldn't pick the one that I like the most. Are there artists that you feel that you love, but they didn't make it on like a specific song didn't make it on for you? Yeah, because I also predominantly listen to singer, songwriter, folk, alternative, that type of music, but I'm not always in the mood to listen because those are all very chill and I like right. listening to chill music, but if I'm tired when I'm driving or if I want to I want to clean the house, I'm not, you know, I kind of need music with a little more energy. But when you said that we were making this list when we were compiling our top 10, you're like, well, you have to choose the songs that you would listen to if you were on a deserted island and you were only allowed 10 songs on a CD. What is even a CD? But that, Those on- were my exact words. <laughs> you, and- so you need a CD player on your deserted island. You probably can't find a CD player at Walmart right now, but you have it on your deserted island. You have a burnt CD. It's yeah. somehow not scratched. And you've got 10 songs on it. And so that's, you know, it was a little hard for me because my top 10 favorite songs I've listened to a million times. So I'm kind of sick of them, but they would, they're still my top 10. So okay. the ones that are my honorable mentions are artists that I listen to a lot, but have like a little more energy to them. And some of them are country, not a huge country music fan, but I like Marin Morris, Zach Brown Band. We always put Zach Brown Band on a couple of his like really fun songs yep. when we're driving just to 
sing along to uh, Casey Musgrove's Taylor Mus- Musgrove's Musgraves Musgraves Musgrove's I think, I think. I think it's oh, Musgraves. Maybe, I think it is Musgraves. I just spelled it wrong in my notes. Um, and Taylor Swift. I know she's not really country anymore, but she used to be, and then she was kind of pop, and now she's a little bit more folk. So she has all <laughs> the genres that we like to listen to. Can and- I pop in with the Taylor Swift thing? Really sure. Quick? I don't understand why people, and you did it a little earlier in this episode too, and this this isn't throwing shade to you, but so many people will say like, they'll always put a caveat with them liking Taylor Swift. You know, I'm just going to say it. I like Taylor Swift, you know, like especially guys my age, like 38 or, you know, I don't know. And then I'm like, (laughs) why is there a caveat with Taylor Swift? There's no caveat with me. Taylor Swift is awesome. She's one of my favorite (laughs) artists, but I feel like everyone has to say, hey, some people love her, some people hate her. Like, I'm just going to say it. I'm not ashamed. I love Taylor Swift. It's like, yeah, everyone loves Taylor Swift. She's incredible. Lucy Mary fact. This is a shout out to my brother's podcast. Yo, that's rank. If you love pop culture and you're listening to this, you maybe you do go listen to Yodat's rank. It's the only podcast that I listen to regularly. It's my brother's podcast. He's the exact opposite of us. Seth. Like his pop culture knowledge. Well, he's is, a true millennial. Yeah. He's like a hundred on the pop culture knowledge scale. Um, he knows everything about pop culture where mine is very limited and, and yours is a little better than mine, but they a did lot a lot better than yours. I would say. Oh yeah. Uh, they did a lot of, they did a few episodes just on Taylor Swift stuff. So that was super fun. Um, but his Lucy Mary, they always say that as like a fact that they think only they know, but actually everyone knows. I'm not sure why it's called Lucy Mary, but did you know pop culture? You would know. I know. I I actually don't know this. Did you know Taylor Swift was born in Wyoming, missing Pennsylvania? So yes, I knew that almost a neighbor of mine, almost Almost. 45 minutes up the road. Yeah. So yeah, I I don't know. Some people might assume she was Born in Nashville. She didn't move to Nashville until I think she was like 12 or 13. So we could have been friends if I had gone to Why I'm Missing High. I have a couple more honorable mentions, one of which is a band that you despise. Alabama Shakes. Yes. (laughs) I'm surprised you got that one. I I, had to think of the name because I was thinking Shaky Graves. That's another band that that we both like. But um, Alabama Shakes, Trav does not like. But talk about high energy. Like they are a great band to listen to. And I also like Nathaniel Rateliff, the Black Pumas, and Leon Bridges. And that rounds out my honorable mention. So it's kind of a lot of people. Yeah, a lot well, of artists, but it was hard this time because is. again, ten. I I thought I it'd be hard for me to get to ten, and all of a sudden I was like fifteen, and I hadn't even had some of these artists on. A few that I just want to mention real quick of songs that are honorable mentions. Um, recently, my favorite artist to listen to is this guy named Ian No. He's like, <laughs> he's he's. He's awesome. He sounds like Bob Dylan to some degree. Don't slay me like he's not Bob Dylan. No one's calling him Bob Dylan. But he's this younger guy. We went and saw him concert. Jason from Zero to Travel turned me on to him. Love his stuff. He only has one album out. But it's kind of depressing music. Like it's upbeat in the in the pacing, but it's a bit it's about depressing the lyrics topics. Are a little bit depressing. So I but. couldn't put him on. I or he just missed a cup, but Irene is an awesome song. And then one that comes to mind when traveling is uh, Take Me Home Country Roads by John Denver. Because, oh, I mean, yeah. what a travel song. And if you ever go to Oktoberfest in Munich, they play that song like every seventh song. And <laughs> everyone gets very excited and sings it together. So the experience is amazing. But uh, just outside of my top ten. Okay. Um, so let's let's get into the top ten here, Heth. And um, 
we're going to lead it off with your... You do have 10, right? Because originally you said you had seven. I have 10. So you did some work to get to 10. All right, your number 10. My number 10 had to be on this list. Although I don't listen to this artist very often. It is just an artist that is world-renowned. And I'm sure they will be on your list because you've seen them live in concert, which not a lot of people of our generation can say. I, I, this is probably Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> yes, it is. And specifically- I, I've actually seen Art Garfunkel solo live. <laughs> not exactly the experience that, uh, it, it's not the experience of Simon and Garfunkel. No. It was pretty odd, the concert with Art, but, just Art. Sure, but the concert you saw, you saw one live? I saw Simon, Simon and Garfunkel live. On their reunion tour? One time, maybe. I think my sister went to two because she was living in New Zealand. And they did like two shows in New Zealand. She went to <laughs> both of them or something. Gail, correct me if I'm wrong. But uh, yes, they are. They're my favorite. Their albums are incredible. And the song in particular that I like because it has to do with travel and when it comes on, you know, we're always singing the lyrics, which is Homeward Bound. Okay. And their lyrics, because they're one of, like, not the original singer-songwriters, but right, they just write beautiful songs. Yeah, I mean, one of the defining singer-songwriters in American music um, over the years. Uh, specifically Paul Simon, because he was the one who wrote most. But um, without art, they wouldn't hit those high notes and bridge over troubled <laughs> waters, which is the one song he did that was awesome live by yeah. himself. The rest of his solo stuff I didn't particularly love. But yes, um, Simon and Garfunkel, Homeward Bound. They, we'll be talking about that um, a little while okay. later. I actually realized that I have 11 on my oh, list. And there's do. one I forgot of. Oh my gosh. So let me just go 12. <laughs> so you have 12. Let me just go 12, 11, and 10 oh, all okay. in one. Yeah. And, and with the caveat, because I said, you know, it's like the Taylor Swift caveat. These were really hard to put in order. Like more you than- You always struggle with but, lists But though. songs, you know, when I said like you have 10 on a CD, it's almost like, all right, this is, I got my 10. I don't have to put them in order. But we did because that's, those are the rules. And uh, all right. That number, you've already broken. Number 12, um, Rodeo Clowns, a song by G-Love of uh -huh. Philly fame okay. with Jack Johnson. This is the very first time I heard Jack Johnson. Mm -hmm. Jack Johnson was an unknown singer-songwriter. G-Love was a somewhat known singer-songwriter out of Philly. Um, he actually signed Jack Johnson to his record label, Brushfire Fairy Tale, or Brushfire Records, um, in the beginning. Um, so you have a lot more music knowledge for a few you, people for a few people, for a few people. Yeah. but jack johnson he said hey i've got my boy jack here in the studio jack tell him what's up jack right. johnson had written the song rodeo clowns jack and g love performed it together on one of g love's albums or maybe it wasn't even on an album maybe it was, it was a just live like a show or, something? or like something that i downloaded off napster but i was <laughs> like who <laughs> is this guy jack johnson and on I, your mp3 player well it was and i started finding all the jack johnson songs i could before he ever had anything out this is probably like three years before he ever put an album out and I was like, this guy is awesome. And then, of course, he put an album mm. out and became yeah, one of the biggest, five biggest artists of that time period. Majorly popular um, to the point where people are like, ew, Jack Johnson right, is like, too oh, popular. But I mean, like he's bubble on, gum pop, like, yeah. uh, you know, this he's and that. He's on my list, on. though, because, you know, 
he Jack's the man. He's awesome. And we listened to him together in college. You introduced him to me in college. And, you know, the beginning of our relationship was just like a lot of that music. So one I, I have very few regrets in life. One major regret I have is that Jack Johnson was playing at like a Borders bookstore when we were in college <laughs> down the road from our college because it is out. No one knew that his album would would do well. And he was going to play a show there. And like it was for 50 people. And my college roommate, Jesse, had a ticket and I could have went with him, but I had a final oh, and I like lame. didn't skip my <laughs> final and him and another friend went and they're like, we just saw Jack Johnson Yo, again before his record was even out and he was that popular, but with 50 people at a Borders bookstore. So Rodeo Clowns by G Love, Jack Johnson, my number 12. My number 11 is Save Tonight by <laughs> Eagle Eye Cherry. Oh, so this goodness. epitomizes to me. So my songs, I kind of was thinking what song should I... You know, Why? they kind of fell into categories. This was my, what, when I think of high school, what uh -huh. songs do I think of? And yep. there's, you know, 10, 15 songs that come to mind. Save Tonight is still my favorite one of them and is the only one that was like a complete one hit wonder because Third Eye Blind, not one hit wonders. I was going to put one of them on, but Save Tonight epitomizes it a little mm -hmm. more because it was just a song by Eagle Eye Cherry that they never had any other song that was popular and when I think about that, I think about 11th grade and listening specifically with my friends, uh, Liz enough. and Megan. And um, yeah, Save Tonight by Eagle Eye Cherry. What about One Headlight? One Headlight I love, but it's my favorite karaoke song. Okay. And it doesn't Different. mean college to yeah. me or high school. That means karaoke in Japan, mm. um, even though it came out way before that. Um, my number 10 then is a song that, again, it, no... Probably very few people listening I've ever heard of. This is a Christian ska band called the Supertones. And my favorite song of theirs is a song called Jury Duty. And the reason I like this song is it's just, it's poppy, it's catchy. Um, so for me, one of the things that I don't have, and you mentioned a hole in my listening repertoire, is like upbeat music because yes. i listen to a lot of slow mellow you stuff. don't listen to anything new that's upbeat i mean supertones is my upbeat they're not new i mean they're <laughs> not even together anymore they're a ska band from the 90s and early 2000s but jury duty is just a cool song about a bad day that he has that he's saying like i want to stop and thank you anyway even though this day is so bad it's about jury duty and cutting his head shaving it's kind of funny and uh, i just love it i hear it and i'm like listen yep you might have some bad days this is picking me up and uh i just it's the song from the Supertones. They had to be on my list because of how, because um, of how much I listened to them during that time period. And Jury Duty's my favorite one. So there you go. Okay. Wow. 12, 11, 10. All in one shot. All right. All right. You're like, look at me like, when do I get to go? No, that's You get fine. to go right now. You're number nine. Oh, wow. So I, my number nine is a song by a well-known band of recent years, the Lumineers. Okay. I really love the Lumineers. I guess them I know and Head and Heart mixed up a yeah. lot. Well, I don't because yeah, well. Head and the Heart is one of my favorite. It will be on my list sooner or, you know, at the top. Um, anyway, Stubborn Love is my favorite song by them. When it comes on, I just, you know, have all these good feelings and emotions. So that's my number nine. I don't really have a ton to say about it. Sometimes but, it's just the song. Yeah, just the song. I wish we could have gotten and played the songs for you, but uh, we have no idea how copyrights work, so we were not going to do that. Yeah. Um, and that, for you, Heth, are you good at remembering names of songs, or did you have to look them up? Because I can remember names of songs 
way better than you because you don't even, like you said, sometimes you just listen to the album. You're not looking at it because I put the songs on a lot when on my Spotify, I usually know the names. And if I don't remember the exact name, like I can go and find it really quickly. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's what it's called. But most of these I, I remembered. Yeah. I, I never know the names of songs unless, unless they are from back in the day. Because for whatever reason, when I put a CD on, I would know like the names of songs because they'd be written out. Now when I'm just on Spotify, I'm just listening. I'm not looking at it, you know, whereas back in the day, I like look at the CD. Oh, number one, number two, number three, number four. Now I just don't happen to do that. So it's oh, it was very hard for me to find the song that I wanted. I knew the chorus. I could sing mm. it. And I was like, what is the name of that song? Um, all right. My number nine. This one I didn't need to. I knew this right away. Uh, this is from the Red Hot Chili Peppers, another <laughs> band that I love. So I'm not yeah. a ton of rock and roll, but I do love Chili Peppers. They have some incredible songs. Um, the one that I decided to pick out and put on here, it was very tight between Scar Tissue and Californication. But Californication that, is good. That, that reminds me of high school. Album, Californication, yeah. is one of my top albums. I decided to put the song Scar Tissue on. Okay. Um, yeah, maybe because one. there's a th thing about Kentucky. There's like a young Kentucky girl as part of the lyrics. So like Kentucky, I mean, I don't know. I hear it and I just, I think travel. I also think the Ocean City, New Jersey boardwalk because I bought that CD from a store at the Ocean City boardwalk. And then we listened to it all the way home on the drive home, which is only like an hour and a half, but you know, twice through it. Yeah. And I was very excited to buy that CD when it came out the day it came out. Wow. And that's why you said CD when you said that we were going to go to a deserted island with our cd and well, our because, cd player well when we like, grew up it was cds <laughs> i mean when we were really young it was taped oh my gosh but for the most of yeah. our life where i remember music which it is was CDs, when i was younger it was CDs. mixed cds yeah. you had i saw two cd books in my car yes, i was just going to say that when we met you had huge i mean you can't even wrap your hand around these cd books that you would have in your old civic putting the different CDs in. And yeah, I don't know why you've kept them because there's literally no way for you to play them. No, I have a CD player in the Mini. Oh, yeah. There's a CD player in right. our Mini. So cool. if we sell that car like you want us to, there goes the CD player. We can't sell that Sad. car. I guess I was just more into music when I was younger because I did have a lot of CDs and I did listen to a lot of music. I don't know. All right, number eight. This is a band that, again, is wildly popular. Not as much lately, but over the last decade, for sure. Really popular. You love them Mumford as well. Sons. Yeah, Mumford and Sons. I forgot about them. I, I love them. I know. We used to listen to their albums yeah, wow, they've over really... and over and over again. And they're fun because they are they have great lyrics, so they're kind of the singer-songwriter, but they have a lot of rock, so their music is, is more upbeat. It's not like, oh, I'm going to fall asleep to this. It's, you know, we would put them on when we were driving... Well, it doesn't have to be driving, but a lot of times we were driving because, you know, it's more upbeat. You can sing along to it. And so specifically, I like their songs, The Cave and Little Lion Man. Oh, you're okay. You're breaking the rules. Love it. Giving and, us two. Well, some of them, like I have more than one for, especially. I That's mean, fine. Hey, my next one I do as well. So okay. I'm not going to, I'm not going <laughs> I mean, some of these YouTuber. artists, it is like their whole album. I wouldn't be able to just, if I had to, I'd choose one. But, but you really, didn't have to because yeah, I mean you're breaking the rules. Right. And I would not just need, I mean, hopefully I'll never be deserted on it. Well, you're getting some island. bonus tracks at the end, sure. right? Some secret tracks. Mumford and Sons, I think, is my favorite 
new band that is popular. Yeah. Because I do tend to shirk away from the bands that get mainstream play. Like I, That's just how I am. I don't know why. Um, maybe I want to be contrarian. Maybe I just get bored because they get played too much. But Mumford & Sons, out of all the, you know, let's say in the last 10 years of all the people who become really popular um, Mumford and Sons are my probably my favorite band outside of maybe Jack Johnson but I, he's kind of I mean 10 years he probably got to start a little before that even uh, oh yeah 15 yeah, years um oh, more oh, yeah boy. okay oh, okay <laughs> yeah 20 years probably forgot we were 38 all right uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah Mumford and Sons I'm with you man they're great as soon as you started saying that I knew it I knew yeah. it was them their music is incredible my number eight, I'm giving you two songs, but mm-hmm. here's how I'm rationalizing okay, it. Okay, sure. They are one after another, mm-hmm. all, like in the original CD. Yeah, but if you had a CD, it would be one track by one track. So if you were only allowed 10 songs, one would have to be bumped off. I agree, and I will bump one off, but I'm telling you, I would love two if you would give me both. This is the song that actually led us to make this list because I asked you to put the song on, and when it came on, okay. I was like, "This, we should do our top. Ten. I don't even remember what you don't it was. Remember. Even though it was just three days ago. Three days ago. Ryan Bingham. Oh, yeah. South Side of Heaven. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan Bingham is, uh, I guess you'd, I mean, he is a country music, but it's country more like folk, folk rock. Yeah. And South Side of Heaven is, I, I would guess, his most popular song. He actually did all the music for that Jeff Bridges. Country Strong. Is that, um, what it's called? that Jeff Bridges movie. I don't think it was called Country Strong, but maybe it was the the Jeff Bridges Cowboy movie. And he also this is a fun Lucy Mary fact. Not everyone knows this. He is in Yellowstone. So the new cowboy that comes in season one, like in episode three or four, that actually plays the music. You know, he's the guy who plays the guitar in the show. That is actually actually Ryan Bingham playing his own music so uh pretty cool i mean he's a a pretty decent actor for not being an actor um officially and yeah his stuff is awesome so south side of heaven is the song i'd pick but right after that is a song called mescalito that's the name of the album too and it's a banger yeah he is an incredible artist and it's funny because we are just watching yellowstone now even though it came out years ago and when he came on Travis like, oh, this artist sounds familiar. And I was like, it's Ryan Bingham. I can tell by his voice. And then like now he's on a couple episodes. But the movie was Crazy Heart. Crazy Heart. That Crazy was it. Heart. So uh, which is a really, really good movie. I told you my pop culture knowledge is almost non-existent. <laughs> That's why I didn't remember the name. But Crazy Heart, really good movie. And Ryan Bingham is in it and did all the music for that as well. He's just super talented and very unique. I, that's why I can't say, oh, he's a country artist because he's certainly not pop country in any way. I just, man, he's fantastic. So South Side of Heaven followed up by Mescalito. That might be the, that is on my list, the best bang bang as far as they Mm, go from one to the other officially on the album. Like I'm not pairing them together on my greatest hits album. Mescalito is South Side of Heaven right into the Mescalito song. Doesn't get better than that. Wow. High praise. High praise. Do and, yourself and a number, favor and go listen. Only at number eight, okay. too. I told you it was hard. Well, I'm at number seven. You are now. And I had to put this on my list because, again, he's wildly popular. Not as much now as he was 17, 18, 19 years ago. Jack Johnson. Okay. Uh, just What be- song, though? This is, like, if I had to, I don't know. So, I like Better Together. 
because okay. it may not be his best song or anything like that, but because it was a song that I listened to when we were first dating, I'm not going to get all, you know, mushy, mushy here, but it just, you know, at sometimes when I was like mad at you or something and I would weigh the pros and cons, you know, cause this is early on in a relationship. We're not, you know, we didn't get married for six or seven years later than when we started dating. So there were some out times. The dirt. Here we go. No, I'm just saying. So there were some times where it was like, well, are we going to stay together? And it was always like, yes, because we are better together. So I will stop there and not be too emotional or anything. Thank like you, that. Jack Johnson, right? for keeping well, us together. <laughs> it not sure, but yeah. Yeah. He kept us together. I just love that song because it reminds me of you and me. And I also really love banana pancakes because it's just cute and fun. And, you know, they play it all over the world. I remember when we were living in Japan, because this is, again, how much they play Jack Johnson all over the world. When we were living in Japan, you know, we were there and it's a culture shock to be there. It was a wonderful experience. But I remember when we left to go to Thailand for the first time, you know, I was kind of homesick. It was over Christmas. And we've been in Japan for six months and we are in in a hut, a beach hut on one of the islands. I can't remember which one. Probably Co-PP. We're literally like eating (laughs) pancakes with bananas in them and having bacon. Just like normal things that in Japan, you know, you don't really... It'd be harder to get. It'd be harder to get these things. Especially a beach hut for $2. Well, sure. But I mean, just even the food, like you could find like lots of Americanized Western food in Thailand, but uh, because of all the tourism. Anyway, Jack Johnson came on the radio that they were streaming out at the beach in our beach hut, just sitting there relaxing, listening to the waves crash. And here comes Jack Johnson. And I was homesick. And then I was like, I'm not so homesick because this is amazing. And here are some familiar things. And, you know, we have our family back home. But Trav and I are just out here with our fir- very first kind of real backpacking For trip, sure. yep. which, you know, we did not do flash packing or glamping. It was no, no, like- it was broke backpacker style. We've told the story many times <laughs> of the $2 hostel in Thailand. So um, bad. But anyway. Yeah. Jack Johnson. I would say as well, one, uh, we were just in Costa Rica and this made me think of rodeo clowns and, and Jack Johnson and G love the song I mentioned at the top, my number 12, because we were in Costa Rica and rodeo clowns came on. Now rodeo clowns, not a Jack Johnson, just a Jack Johnson song. So way more obscure. And I'm sitting there thinking how this is very odd yeah, in a place not, in Costa Rica. It's not that odd because Costa Rica is a major surf, you know, especially where we were in Tamarindo is a major, sure. major surfing hub and Jack Johnson evokes that whole surf culture used to be a to, you professional know, or coming up to do a professional so surf. yeah i mean okay, i feel like right. it's kind of surf music right, throw some cold water on my oh my <laughs> gosh i can't believe they're playing rodeo clowns in costa rica vibe but all right my number seven is you've mentioned him already zach brown band mm-hmm. and this is the this okay. is on my list which one toes there was two that i was between <laughs> And this, and both of them evoke travel. Mm -hmm. I had to look up the name of the other one to get it right. Toes was the honorable mention for this one. But only because Knee Deep, which is Uh the one that I am picking, had Jimmy Buffett on it. Oh, right, right, right. And when I was actually, I forgot Jimmy Buffett was on it. So when I was making my list, I was like, I thought, there has to be a fun, fun, travely, like, little bit goofy, just, hey, we're hanging out, Mm -hmm. drinking on a 
deck, you know, in a tropical location type song for me because I love that type of music. I mm-hmm. do love Jimmy Buffett. No caveats there. People can hate on him. I don't. He's <laughs> awesome. Uh, what a lifestyle. I mean, what? Yeah, right. Talk about a dude who has made his ideal lifestyle exactly what he wants. And um, so I was thinking, all right, I should put Jimmy Buffett on. And I thought, well, now you can I, I can't pick a song. All right, maybe I'll put a Zach Brown one on instead of Jimmy mm-hmm. Buffett. And then I realized that Knee Deep was with Jimmy Buffett. So, I mean. Excellent choice. You know, if you hear Knee Deep or you hear Toes and that comes I, on. You can't be sad. No, you're ready to go on. to like yeah. Mexico or somewhere tropical, put your toes yeah. in the sand, drink your Corona, drink a margarita and just have a, just chill out. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's happiness in Knee a song. Deep. Zach Brown Band with Jimmy Buffett. Mm-hmm. You're awesome. number six. My number six is an artist named Camp, C-A-M-M-P. And I found this artist just on Spotify and a lot of the radio stations or playlists that they make. I have just always thought it's a really fun, kind of upbeat, alternative uh, band artist. And my two, well, my I have two for this. Yeah, go for it. I just did two. Come on, no one's going to hate. I really like Vagabond. And I really like Hey Joe. They're just really fun songs. And again, we listen to a lot of, you know, calmer, chiller music. So when these come on, which they, they go well with the more folk music, but they, they're, they're just folk, little, but little, with pace. They're, yeah, they have some pace to it. So then I always like it and I can listen to them when I need a little more. They're Mumford and Sons ish. Am yeah. I, I mean, again, yeah, yeah, yeah. I am no music critic. People <laughs> might be like, dude, the the meters and timing and all this sure. is way different. But to me, similar type of music, yeah. you got a folk background, mm-hmm. but you're not just super chill. Although they have some super chill mm-hmm. music, but they've got some songs that are upbeat. I'm with, I forgot all about Camp. Camp might be my favorite band that you listen to that I forget about, but then I wish I remembered about and listened to more on okay. my own. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like you'll put them on and be like, why do I never put these guys on? I totally forget about them. But yeah, yeah Camp is great. They don't have that many albums, they have right? A couple. I mean, at least okay. three. Okay. Yeah. I Camp is. But they're not putting out anything new like recently. I think it's okay. been a couple of years. Camp, incredible. Um, yes. My number, what were we on here? Because I didn't list mine. I was number my numbers six. were all wrong. Number my number six is a song that I may have listened to this song more than any other. Now, I may have listened to this song more than any other song outside of Simon and Garfunkel songs in my life. Wow. This is from a band called the Pat McGee Band. (laughs) Pat, who is a bit of a friend now, if you're listening, I apologize for making this lazy comparison, but it's very apt. Pat McGee Band is like a lesser known Dave Matthews Band. Um, I like them more than Dave Matthews Band. And growing up in the... You know, when I was in high school in the late 90s and early 2000s, Pat McGee was by far my favorite artist. And I went to a lot of Pat McGee shows Mm -hmm. and him and Dave Matthews are a bit on the same trajectory. Like they're both from Virginia area, you know, the same type of music. Uh, Got a lot of plays on college campuses. Dave Matthews just happened to blow up. Um, And Dave Matthews is good. Like I will never say, oh, I don't like Dave Matthews band. But my best friend growing up, Dave, like learned to play the guitar because he loved Dave Matthews <laughs> band so much. And Dave Matthews was so easy to like that I was always the one being like, no, this guy, Pat McGee yeah, and his band Trout are better. Yeah, because Trout doesn't like 
to like things that everybody likes. That's right. And Pat McGee was perfect for that because his music was incredible. His number one song, actually, I believe he said at the last concert we went to. Is Rebecca? Yeah, that was the first song he ever wrote. It's mm-hmm. still his most popular by yeah. far. And he said, I didn't even have a band or, or like <laughs> I had never played a show or something. And he wrote this song called Rebecca. And to this day, every time I hear it, it might bring the strongest visceral feelings to me because I listened to it so much when I was in high school and college. Yeah. So he's incredible. We saw him somewhat recently, like two years ago. Right before COVID. Yeah, it was right before COVID, wasn't it? Um, No, it was before that because I don't think we'd had Hadley yet. But anyway, we saw him um, outside Philadelphia. He played in a small little cafe and that was a really cool experience. Yeah, too. he's still playing live. Yeah. He's still doing that. Um, his newer stuff isn't my style as much, but some of that might be nostalgia. That's yeah. That's another of my listening traits is that if I find <laughs> a band and I like them, the the first album that I really get to know of theirs, I always think, nah, nothing is as good. Like I'll listen to Ryan Adams, and I'm like, oh, nothing's as good as Heartbreaker. And then I'll listen, I, like whatever I hear first, and that's usually kind of the first album of theirs. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. I have a hard time giving in and liking newer stuff of theirs because they change and I don't want Fair them to enough. change. I want them to do the you know, same sometimes thing. Sometimes it takes a little time when you hear a newer album and it's pretty different from previous albums. And that happened to me, I remember, with my number one okay. artist. Um, but then after I listened to it through the whole album through two, three times, I'm like, yeah, no, I actually really like this a lot. Gotcha. So, All right. Sometimes it just takes time. Your number... Number five is Bahamas. I love this band so much. I remember, again, finding them probably, I don't know, seven or eight years ago. Again, playing. I owe a lot of my music that I love to Spotify. Not not all of it, but anything in the past 10 years because I started listening to Spotify when we were living in Japan because before that I listened to Pandora because that was more popular in the US but when we were living in Japan you couldn't listen to Pandora not even with the VPN I don't think so I started listening to Spotify because that's available everywhere in the world and someone from what is it Sweden or I can't remember who came up with Spotify but anyway yeah, totally uh, <laughs> blanking on that. I can't remember. Um, but anyway, it was available to listen to all around the world. So I started listening to Spotify and I like their platform much better. And now, of course, 10 years later, it's just amazing. And I feel like everybody <laughs> uses it for the most part. I love how they make the playlists, how they do the radio stations. It's just, I have Artists found a similar lot of, to, yeah. or, or, or people also listen to whatever they call yes. it. I love that feature. It's so great. So I uh, found Bahamas because I feel like it might be this song lost in the light that I heard and really liked. And then I started listening to their albums a lot and lost in the light is such a beautiful song. And I also really enjoy whole wide world. So there's two here. Um, even though I was only supposed to pick one, but listen, I mean, (laughs) all right, we're giving people more music. I don't think most people are going to be upset with that. Um, Bahamas are good, really good. We saw them in concert in BC and mm-hmm. uh, really enjoyed that. And it's and they are Bahamas, right? Yeah. Not the Bahamas. I think it is Bahamas, and I think it's one guy, right? Like I mean, I know there's a band behind him, but Bahamas is his 
stage name? Am I getting that right I or have no? No idea, and you're really putting me on the spot. Well, we have two computers here because I actually realized I messed up my numbering, oh. but then realized I messed up and didn't put a song in. So actually, I uh, it, it's going to be okay, guys. But I'm just giving you a little behind the scenes look. I all of a sudden it was you had five and I had only four left, and then I realized, wait, I completely forgot about this so i'm gonna tell okay. you it now you are right about it being one person afi jervanen who okay. is canadian i didn't actually even know he was canadian um known by his stage name bahamas but when we saw him you know he had a band so right but right. i guess it's yeah well, it's, it's like really you know just pat him. mcgee sure well i guess pat mcgee band's called pat mcgee band but it's their name so bahamas is his stage name and then he's got a band with it um my number five and this is the one that i forgot to put on the list but i'm so glad i remembered because these guys deserve major credit because they're very unique they're folky but I don't know. They they live in a different genre to me or subgenre, mm -hmm. and that is mandolin orange. They're on my list too. What number are they? Let me look. And for me, they're number okay. five. For me, they're number three. So I thought maybe okay. it was my so, four, and we could just talk. No, about we'll it. get all right. We'll get to that. But okay. the song is Wildfire, same. which is yeah, their same. most famous song, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk about that when we get to it on your list because yours is higher. So yeah, my number five, Wildfire by Mandolin Orange. All right. Your number four. We know it's not Wildfire by Mandolin Orange, but your number four is it is uh, Wild Rivers. I okay. I've been listening to them a lot lately. Yeah, they're awesome. They're I, so good. I they're didn't so put good. them on because I thought, is this recency bias that I am putting on this band that I just started listening to five months ago? I don't but, think so. They're so 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 good and i was just listening to them the other night i had a game night with my sisters and my sister emily was like oh hey you put on you know who do you want to listen to and my sister julian were like put on wild um wild rivers, rivers. i was just gonna say wildfire because we were just talking about that song but Lots wild of, rivers this podcast and, is wild and <laughs> we listened to their whole discography basically which is not huge i think they have do they have only the one i think they only or have, they have one a couple album? singles as well yeah that okay it can i just get on a soapbox real quick sure. while you talk before mm -hmm. you get on wild rivers i don't enjoy that i don't enjoy that bands can put out singles now because if i go to spotify and it shows new music <laughs> i get all jacked up this just happened with mandolin orange or uh -huh. someone i was like oh I, I got so excited. I was going to tell you, they got a new album. They got a new album out. And it's just a single. I mean, I, I get why the music industry is going this way. Yeah. But it's so frustrating to me because this happens. I'm going to say every month this happens to me. I search for an artist on <laughs> Spotify. I am like, oh my gosh, there's something that came out in 2021 from them. I'm, I'm so excited. And then it says single. And I think, well, I don't even want to listen to this song because I'm bummed that there's not 10 of them yeah. and it's not an album. So is come Spotify, do us some love. I mean, please, if you can, somehow don't put it like as new right there. Just Or, or people put out more music. So I'm looking at their discography and it looks like they have more than just one album. They have at least three Maybe so, four. And then, yeah, lots of singles. <laughs> okay. All right. So, well, I do believe Wild Rivers, and a lot of bands do this when yeah. they start out, their discography, you know, they'll put 
the same song on multiple yeah. albums because a, a bigger label will re-release it and things like that. So sometimes if you like, there's a, okay, yeah, the, there's an album that has two songs. on. Okay. It. This album, which was listed under their discography of 2017 is just one song. Yeah. yeah so so that's, that's why I didn't think they had like a ton of songs. in the discography. I, that always, that gets me too. So, um, yeah. And I want to just give a little interesting fact because we were just talking about Bahamas um, and all of his, you know, albums were from the label Brushfire. Brushfire, really? That's what it says. He's on Brushfire. Yeah, Brushfire Records, and that was by G Love. That's well, Jack Johnson. Okay, now Jack Johnson owns that. Oh, uh, maybe no, we're Jack just literally Johnson's doing the research right maybe now. Maybe Jack Johnson's record label was Brushfire. Yeah. Okay, but yeah, I think he was so. on G Love's record label for his first album or two, mm-hmm. I believe, and then he moved to his own, um, to his own. What, what is it called? Yeah. Um, Brushfire Records to his own record label. Okay. Yeah. Um, they also have another G Love, Jack Johnson, and there's another guy that I used to love too, Donovan Frankenreiter. Yeah, he's on Brushfire. Um, so he's on Brushfire. Is G Love on Brushfire? It doesn't say. Okay, so I think G Love like, probably has. I guess there's not has... so many artists on. No, that's cool. Okay, so Wild River, or no. No, Bahamas. Bahamas yeah. is on Jack Johnson's record label. Because yeah, when I was looking up, if it was just the one solo artist. Right. And then when I was looking at his discography, it said. Brushfire. Why don't you get in on this cool little group? Uh, yeah, this, fun. we could just keep going with this podcast, I guess, as we're researching on our laptops as we are talking. For sure. My number, I realized that there is a song that I did forget. Now, as we're talking oh, about certain word. artists, yeah. I realized there is one that I completely forgot. So I did forget Wildfire um, by, oh my gosh, by Mandolin Orange. Mm-hmm. But there's another one. So I, I'm going to have to put them in. Uh, and I'll and I'll do it in a certain way, so I'll I'll tell you how. Okay. But man, are you having any of that? like I, I feel like I think about this so much, and then we get to recording, and wow. somehow, especially with songs, there's just so like much. You've already mentioned our ages were 38, so it's a lot of musical history That's in true. our lives. That's so true. So I think it would make sense that some things would come to mind as we're diving in to all of our faves all right so my number i guess what we're on now is number four well my number four which was wild rivers heart attack and your number four is my number four which i yeah i'm gonna have an extra one in here but my number four is a song that some people love it i realized that some people actually hate it shame on you when i was doing some research no shaming no shame no shame on you for hating the song it's What's amazing because the there's people who make sure to have like say no wagon wheel allowed to be played here because they think it's oh, too like, really yeah wagon wheel wow i didn't know there was such controversy agreed, over this like, song agreed wagon wheel you know rock me baby mm-hmm. like southbound train yeah i mean um, who's wearing these shirts is it just people like in the like, honky tonks no or no something? no at I- like certain at certain types of concerts and things like that. And I believe maybe the band who wrote it, co-wrote it, Old Crow Medicine Show, actually doesn't enjoy playing it sometimes Mm. either because it's gotten bigger than them, actually. Mm -hmm. So, Wagon Wheel, you've probably heard it. Darius Rucker just redid it a couple Mm -hmm. years ago. So did a guy named Nathan Carter. But the people who are officially the The co-authors of this song are... Old Crow Medicine Show and Bob Dylan. And 
Bob Dylan wrote a chorus and it was never released. It was just like a bootleg copy and it was just the chorus. Old Crow Medicine Show, the guy, uh, the lead singer, when he was growing up, heard it 25 years later, wrote the verses. And the only reason I was putting my hand over my screen so you didn't know my other songs, not so you didn't know these I, facts. I wasn't looking at okay, your list. You're so protective um, over your list. I mean... I just don't want to spoil the surprise for you. Um, so well, I'm waiting with bated breath over here. <laughs> they they co-authored this song officially because then Old Crow Medicine Show actually went to Bob Dylan and was like, can we have the rights to it? This and that. So they are officially co-authors of Wagon Wheel. But yes, it was... Dylan wrote the course in 73. 25 years later, the verses were added. And mm -hmm. Lucy Mary fact, did you know geographically, and I tell you this every time, it's not actually feasible to do what he says in the show, in the song. In the song. Because he says, head west from the Cumberland Gap to mm -hmm. Johnson City, Tennessee. You'd actually have to go east. But when pressed on it, he said, west just sounds cooler than east, so I'm keeping it in. Um, so there you go. I love, love, love Wagon Wheel. And it is so evocative of travel to me. I mean, what more is a, can you have about travel than this guy taking a road trip? Sure. Um, yeah. So, and I especially love it when we're traveling down the East Coast, especially through like Tennessee and those areas, because mm -hmm. you're going through, other than the geographic impossibility of West from the Cumberland Gap, you're going through these areas. And uh, I just, it's, it's an Awesome, awesome, awesome song. Yeah, Obviously, it's, song. it's in my top five. Yeah. So, Wagon Wheel by Bob Dylan and Old Crow Medicine Show. Your number three. My number three is Mandolin Orch and specifically Wildfire, which is just an incredible song. And we started listening to this band who is actually from North Carolina. But Raleigh. We, from Raleigh. But we listened to them before we moved down here. And, and I, shout out to my brother who lived in Raleigh. And that's how who does, he, he, he told us he about still them. lives in Raleigh. But yeah. Oh, did he tell us yes. about them or did we tell him that we listened to them and had he heard of them? I think that's how it went. Because when okay, we looked you up, found them and I found we them told him we and were, he said, yes, they live near me. Is it was it even Raleigh or was it it was it Durham? I feel like because he was like, oh, yeah, because he went to UNC. Yeah, I don't remember, and but they live in that in area. Chapel Hill, and he was like, "Yeah, everybody in you know Chapel Hill loves them because they're local." So maybe they're local from Raleigh, but anyway, they're from North Carolina. Now that we have a home here, we're like even more so loving this band. They're just really beautiful, soft music that just has really good lyrics, and we love listening to them. They are folky, but they have like more instrumentals in it do you think like more violin and am i right it's with just that unique it's just it's it's unique music and yeah we like it okay yeah. uh, it's not very profound i know well we already <laughs> talked about wildfire yeah. i mean mandolin orange also funny name like sometimes i think names like that with players own words are lame you know, Mandarin, mm -hmm. Orange, Mandolin. But this one for me just works. And maybe it's because their music is so good that I just think, hey, cool name because you got cool music. So, um, yeah, I love them. My number three, most of you who have listened to the show probably have heard this song. It is a song by a guy named Joe Purdy, and it's called <laughs> Paris in the Morning. And to me, this, I mean, again, talk about travel. Yeah. I mean, I'll give you Paris in the morning. I'll give you London afternoon. And if you think you're 
Dublin heart is burning. You don't have to worry because we're going there soon is the chorus. Uh, you hear that and you think, yes. yep. <laughs> yep. yep. Give me all that. So Joe Purdy, an incredible artist and Paris in the morning is my favorite song of his. He has a, but he has a ton of music. I remember when we started listening to him mm -hmm. in Japan and this, he came up, this was a Spotify special because I was listening to some other artist. I think it was Amos Lee. And it said, if you like Amos Lee, you might like Joe Purdy. I started mm -hmm. listening to his stuff. Loved Paris in the morning, but I remember specifically sitting on a train in Japan and you saying, wow, I've just started listening to a bunch of Joe Purdy's discography and everything is really good. Yeah. So, and he's, so he's got a lot of music. I haven't listened to a lot of his other stuff recently, but it is very good. And that song especially is just awesome. I mean, we, now when I'm talking about these songs, we are to me at the top of the top of my favorite songs. Well, obviously on the list, but yeah. I just mean the top of the top. It's yeah, you the, it's, it's splitting hairs numbering. at mm -hmm. this point. Number two. My number two is probably our mutual favorite artist, which is Gregory Allen Isakoff. Yes, even, he's my favorite. Even our kids love him, uh, mostly because it's very calming, and I put it on in the car for them to go to sleep and listened to the music a lot when I was pregnant with them. So I feel like they just, it's just very calm music, but the, the instruments in it and the vocals and the lyrics are all just such a home run. And, you know, he came out with his latest album and Evening I think machines, you right? didn't like it as much. At I loved first, it. At first, but that's cause that's my, yeah, <laughs> that's, that's how I am. That's how you are. But we saw him at Red Rocks in Colorado and he had just put out this album. So he's played a lot of the new music that I had only heard for the first time there. And maybe that's why I immediately liked it so much because I was like, whoa, this is different because it has more instruments, kind of like harsher sounds to it. Yes. But and I he does liked stuff with it. His voice. It's a little, I don't want to say darker, but maybe that's the right word. Like a little, it, it's not as floaty yeah <laughs> i told you you're not getting well, musical not, analysis yeah. here. it's not as calming so it was kind of more like had a rock part to it which i always like i like it when artists do fun things like that and they add in you know because i tend to like sometimes more energetic music and yep. not quite as chill as traps sometimes i'm like oh my gosh i can't listen to this because i'm like gonna fall asleep so yeah, not, not the best for road trips when you're getting tired at 8 p.m. and yeah. the sun is just set and you're throwing no. Gregory Allen and it puts your kids to sleep in the back of the car. But be careful because yeah. it's going to put you to sleep as well. So he's an amazing musician, an amazing artist. And again, seeing him at Red Rocks was like almost a yeah, supernatural a experience. It was so a dream come cool. True. It was a dream come true. Because he's from the Boulder area. So Red Rocks, I think, has 10,000 seats and he sold that out. But normally mm -hmm. he's playing places that are i mean he's getting much bigger yeah, but he he's is. usually playing places that are like two thousand three thousand seat places but red rocks he had packed out because that's was his incredible. home and yeah whew, and perfect just, venue I perfect think he's music a cool human you know he, he like, owns a has farm. a farm in colorado and he's just i don't know he just seems like a pretty chill cool person i have no idea because i've never met him but seems like the type of guy that becomes a musician not for reasons that other people might love becoming a musician. He becomes a musician because he's just good and he loves the music. Um, and the fame or semi-fame or whatever you want to call it is 
something Secondary. that he might not even really want. Mm-hmm. Uh, it seems from his Instagram and reading interviews with him, like he just loves being at his farm in Colorado. Um, but his music, he, to me, he is my favorite artist right now. I, I, it's hard for me to say of all time because I do love Simon and Garfunkel, but if I'm picking my two favorite artists, they're they're right there in in some order simon mm-hmm. garfunkel and gregory allen and they're obviously very different time periods kind of different types of music um although both folky but so I, isn't he your number two or your I, number one so gregory allen is my number two okay so we'll go right into that i but you didn't say what song of his oh, you like so yes i mean it this was, was really hard for me to pick because i legitimately like every single song he's ever written i will agree with that but I'm going to throw it back to kind of like the original songs that I'd heard from him first. Amsterdam has to be my number one. Okay. And, you know, it's funny because I think we started listening to Gregory Allen years and years ago before he was a, he's a little more mainstream now. But then it's funny because other people like I think Wild or uh, Mandolin Orange or is it Wild Rivers who did the cover of Amsterdam? And we're like, that's okay. so interesting because we didn't know that he was becoming like kind of this popular. But. Amsterdam is just an amazing song. And then I also like Big Black Car and I also like the stable song. So I have those three as being just kind of the best of his for me. I couldn't even decide which album I liked the most. Well, those are all from the same album, I think. Let alone song. Um, that See That is awesome. Um, that See That Gambler from 2007 is awesome. The Weatherman's great. Evening Machines is a new one, mm-hmm. newish, 2018. Uh, just incredible, incredible album. But honestly, yeah, you can put on any song of his for me, and I love. And he's the person that I never know the names of the songs, even though I listen to him more than any other artist, <laughs> because I'll just put on his songs. And with him, I can mm-hmm. just put on the popular songs and let it go because they all flow into each other no matter what songs you're listening to. But the song that I picked was the one that you mentioned called The Stable Song. And. It's six minutes, so most of it is like three and a half, four minutes. This was the deciding factor for me. It's six minutes. So if yeah. I only have 10 songs on a deserted island on my CD, give me that extra two minutes sure. of Gregory All Allen. Right. So the stable song was my pick, but you cannot go wrong. If you like folk singer-songwriter music I or, and you haven't listened to Gregory Allen Isakoff, please do. I, I haven't, we haven't turned anyone onto him that has come back and said, yeah, I don't enjoy that music. Um, and he, I think he was born in Johannesburg, but spent time in Philadelphia as well. Um, so a little bit of a local connection there. The song that I forgot and is coming in here at 2A. So that's 2B. Oh, but I can tie it in. Okay. Because Gregory Allen is actually featured on this song mm-hmm. as well when it was re-recorded. A song called I Am California with John Craig by a guy named John Craig. I can't believe that wasn't on your list because you always say it's like your favorite Every song. Every time <laughs> I put that song on, I say this, I love this song. Now, John Craigie, very good artist, like his music, don't love him as much as Gregory Allen, but I just told you Gregory Allen is my favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. But Craigie's I Am California is, that's, it's just so awesome and it's, it's so evocative of everything you would think about in California and dreaming of being in California, especially a kid growing up on the East Coast. Not that I listened to it when I was a kid, but nowadays, you know, California does hold a bit of a mystical quality, I think, for people who grew up on the East Coast because it is so, so 
different from the life that we're used to mm-hmm. on the East Coast that you, you think of California and it's it's its own thing. Like California lifestyle is just its own thing. And he, well, I mean, everyone all not all over the world, but a lot of people. Sure. Like I want California style. I want, you know, in I want clothes that are like California and. It's its own animal. And he encapsulates that in this song, I Am California. And I believe he did it first by himself, but then he did a version with Gregory Allen Isakoff. And so, I mean, those two together singing my second favorite song of all time, it's it's perfection. So, I Am California by John Craigie is my 2A stable song by Gregory Allen Isakoff is, I almost always say Isakoff. I think it's Isakoff is my 2B. We're at number one. I legitimately have no idea what your number one song is. I already said what my favorite artist was in this podcast. Well, I guess I wasn't listening close (laughs) enough. If you guys have been listening, then maybe you know. Head in the heart. Okay, you did. You did say that. I yes, I did. I didn't know they were your favorite, like well, all time favorite. I know you love Head and Heart. I didn't know they were n- numero uno. I have to say that right now, I'm a little sick of listening to them because I have overplayed them myself personally so much. I mean, and that's why Gregory Allen Isakoff is number two. I mean, I listen to him a lot more, and I feel like because we mutually like him a lot, it could also be like my number one instead of Head and the Heart, but. I don't know. Just Rivers and Roads is an incredible song. Like I've teared up. That's a bomb song. With that song before. And you teared up when we saw it in concert. I remember because I looked over it. Not teared up. Cried. I think I was Teared crying. up means like there's a tear <laughs> coming down. I also cried. Weeping means there's rocks. <laughs> When we saw Gregory Allen Yuskoff, I also got teary uh, because it's just so magical. But the head and the heart. And this is when I was saying how when they came out with... Um, one of their newer albums, not their newest, but the second song that I really enjoyed, All We Ever Knew, that... I will spare everyone, but what Um, if we had sung uh, the little (laughs) chorus of each one? You guys would have turned this off an hour ago at that point. Um, Anyway, The Head and the Heart, when they came out with their album, Signs of Light, that's the one I was thinking of, you know, at first I was like, I don't think I like this as much as their other ones. And I remember I was talking with Jason from Zero to Travel when we were in Norway visiting him. This is again, like, because when we travel, we have these experiences with music. And this album had just come out when we were in Norway. And Jason was like, yeah, I don't really know if I like this album. And I was like, yeah, you know, I have to listen to it a few times. And I think on that trip, I started listening to it a lot. And then that following year I was like this is a great album I really really enjoy this album and then they came out with Living Mirage which has um Honeybee on it which I always play for Hattie um since she was born so yeah I just their music means a lot to me which is why I have it at number one head and heart are good Mm -hmm. they are very 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 good I I get them, like I said, mixed up with the Lumineers, mixed up with Mumford kind of I don't know but But, hey just say Listen, I had a hard enough time with my own list, as everyone can tell. I was like adding, taking out, misnumbering mm-hmm. songs. I had Paris in You're the Morning on here place. twice. That for me to remember that you said Head in the Heart an hour ago, um, yeah, can, just not that you good. You can have a pass. I'm just, I'm just not that good of a podcaster, guys. My 1B and 1A, I've got two here. You've already touched yeah, on this a little bit. Simon and Garfunkel. It's Simon and Garfunkel. Do you know the two songs, though? 
Can you take a guess at the two songs? Sound of Silence. No, but here's a fact. Sound of Silence has my favorite lyrics of all time. The words of the prophets are written on on a subway subway wall. wall. Mm -hmm. If I got a tattoo with song lyrics on, which I don't think I'll ever do, (laughs) but if I did... It would be that. It would be that. Although it's a little long when I write it out, I'm like, whoa, this would have to be like all the way down your forearm. Um, Sound of Silence, I love favorite lyric, but not the two songs on here. One of these you already mentioned, Homeward Bound. Mm -hmm. And the other also epitomizes travel to me, and that's America. Yeah. And if... I couldn't I felt a little like America we're American like oh silly to put it on but I re-listened to both of these before to to try to determine which I wanted to put on because originally I was going to put one on and I re-listened to both of them and said I can't so they don't <laughs> I was hoping they came one after another on an album so I could get away and cheat that way they don't on the greatest hits album um, Bridge Over Troubled Water is in between them um, but American Homeward Bound are my two favorite Simon and mm-hmm. Garfunkel songs. You know, they are both very popular, but they're not Sound of Silence. They're not Bridge Over Troubled mm-hmm. Waters. They're not Mrs. Robinson. So they fall in that tier, maybe that second Cecilia. or third yeah. tier of famous Simon and Garfunkel songs with like, I am a rock, mm-hmm. Homeward Bound, America. Um, it's good stuff. Yeah, Simon and Garfunkel. I grew up listening to them. They were one of my dad's favorites. Although when I recently talked with him when he was in Costa Rica with us, he said like actually his favorite is Rolling Stones. Mm. And I never listened to Rolling Stones at all. So for whatever reason, whenever we drive to his hunting cabin, which was five hours away in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, in his car... Maybe I had no other tapes other than the Simon and Garfunkel greatest <laughs> hits tape. So you just assumed it was his favorite. Well, we just listened to it. Like, <laughs> I mean, it was either that or the radio, but we would listen to Simon and Garfunkel greatest hits over and over mm-hmm. and over and over and over again. So why he had that tape in his car and not Rolling Stones or something else, I don't know. I but- mean, I just think people of his generation, like my mom, who is, you know, not into music. Not really into at all. music. And, you know, she doesn't, yeah, she's not into music. Let's just put it that way. Um, even she had a Simon and Garfunkel record because we used to have a record player when I was a kid. And, you know, a lot of her records were Christian records and she had like one non Christian record. One and it was, secular record. It yeah, was, it was Simon and Garfunkel. So well, they're very friendly. I mean, they're, yes, yeah. they're not going to rock the boat very much yeah. with their songs. Um, so yeah, American Homeward Bound. I can't, I'm not even going to tell you which is one A, which is one B. They're both <laughs> at the top as my favorite songs of all time. So there you guys have it. Our, I would say 20 favorite songs, but we mentioned probably 25, 27, yeah. maybe even 30 in here, um, of two travel podcasters, one who knows very little about pop culture, one who knows more, you, about pop culture, but we'd love to know what songs are in your top 10. And again, the way that I phrase it to Heather, I'll phrase it to everyone else. You're on a deserted island. You (laughs) somehow have that CD CD player, that Walkman CD player, but it was Sony CD player. Um, You have it. You have a nice pair of headphones so you can listen to it. The CD is somehow unscratched because you didn't drop that CD and it has always lived in your jewel case and you have (laughs) written on the little white piece of paper the 10 songs what are your top 10 songs of all time let us know please on Instagram 
at Extra Pack of Peanuts. Hat. This will be a fun one. So we'll put up a post because mm-hmm. a lot of you said, hey, how do you want us to let you know? We'll put up a post and um, and then we'll have you write under it so that other people can also see everyone's top 10 songs. It'll be super fun. So um, do that for us, guys, right? Hat, this was... This was a fun podcast. Really fun because a bit out of our normal comfort zone, mm-hmm. but who can't appreciate good music? Yeah. Uh, it's music that we love, that we love to listen to, whether we're home, whether we're traveling, walking down memory lane. Yes. So please put that on Instagram at extra pack of peanuts. That will be music to our ears. If you do that, thank you guys for listening. Thank oh you for the support God. as always. That makes us top travel podcast. And until next time, <laughs> happy free travels. Lightning struck and you know, this song is quickly point. becoming one of my favorite songs. And we forgot Elon Borg. Elon Borg, good friend, good friend of the show. See your breath on window pane. Let's just talk till it strikes again. On my way through, I saw you on my way. On my way through I saw you And I'll see you again